0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, a mini-episode edition. I'm your host, Steve Fountas, doing another f- mini-episode for everybody because Eric couldn't make it just w- with work schedule and all that stuff, so I'm going to get a show out for you guys because I said I would. If this is your first time checking us out, appreciate that. Normally, we have Eric Sanchez and myself, Steve Fountas, going over retro, vintage wrestling stuff and Lots of nostalgia from the 80s and 90s for everyone else to relive because it used to be better when we didn't have a lot of responsibilities like we do now. You can follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. You can find the Facebook group positively processing podcast hit subscribe to either of the or sorry hit join either of those join or follow whatever you want to say either of those and if you want to subscribe go to your favorite podcast app search positively processing podcast hit subscribe will be there for you pretty much every friday sometimes more than that and always open to show suggestions and guests and ideas and all that stuff send them on over to us either the facebook group or the twitter account at PPW Podcast so Last week, I did uh, a my personal rankings of the most rewatchable Royal Rumbles, and this week, I thought, I'm not actually going to rank, but I wanted to do a little discussion, and it's it's WrestleMania stages, like the entrance setup, you know, and for me, as a kind of a lapsed fan, fan of the, the golden era, and the attitude era of, of wrestling, WWF, and WCW and all that. The one thing I do look forward to, despite not watching as much of the product as I probably would like, is every year the WrestleMania entrance stage and wanting to be disappointed by it or wanting to be excited by it and kind of thinking about how they can do it. And WWE's kind of leaned into that too over the years, doing previews of doing drone shots and flyovers of, of the stage, and they become more elaborate every year. And sometimes it's a, a ton, sometimes it's not so much. But there, there's a bunch to talk about. And also, being the vintage retro wrestling fan that I am, rewatching a lot of the old WrestleManias over and over again. There's the, there's different eras, I think, of the stages. Right? There's the first WrestleMania one. There's nothing. It's just they're walking through the hall at Madison Square Garden. Right? Kind of the same thing with WrestleMania two then even at wrestlemania 3 there's it's like a, a sheet almost with the tunnel coming out from like an entrance like it's in a giant football stadium the silver dome and of course 4 and 5 is both at trump plaza trump hall yeah trump plaza atlantic city where 4 has kind of those stairs and 5 has the big ramp either way the the big yellow carpet so and then we go to 1991 which is pretty much the same, the big WWF golden logo. And then 92, WrestleMania 8 has the neon entrance sign, the new generation sign, which is funny. Everyone says that the new gen sign when it's really the WrestleMania 8 sign. You know, think about it. Um, so there's kind of that first wave. Then there's the middle area, which we'll talk about. And then the attitude era, I guess starting at WrestleMania 17, really is when they have the big stages because they're at a stadium. And even at when they went back to, the arenas for 20 through 22, they still did elaborate stage designs. And then once we went into the stadium shows 23 on every year, it's been a big stage thing, right? A big, big deal. Um, I'm actually what I was Googling, doing a little Googling around. And, uh, I actually found a cool article on cultaholic, uh, by a guy, Russ twiddle. So I'm going to kind of shout him out for doing this. Uh, he wrote an article, Back in 2018, he ranked all the stages from worst to best, so good for him, but if you want to Google it, just Google ranking every WrestleMania stage best to worst cultaholic wrestling, and you can follow along and see kind of some of this stuff. I'm just going to mainly use it for a reference guide for me, just, just to have a quick picture, because I know what they look like in my head, right, but I don't really have it so much off memory, and... I mentioned WrestleMania one. <clears throat> Sorry, it's late. I'm going to cough my throat here. WrestleMania one with, with kind of the, the tunnel way. And that's obviously not grand or, or cool, but it fits the time. And also it reminds me a little bit of, if you're an MMA fan, are you the UFC, the walk where they just come through the tunnel? There's no big elaborate stage show. Even boxing kind of does that sometimes now, but the, they've kind of got the tunnel. It makes it seem like a real fight, which is cool. Uh, and then, Going back to, I mentioned WrestleMania six and seven having similar, just a big gold WWF logo. I wonder where that sign is. That big, you guys know what I'm talking about. The classic block WWF logo above the entryway. Six did have the ring carts, so I guess we talk about it too. Is that is that considered part of the stage? I know the ring carts are beloved from people. I'm surprised they haven't brought them back yet, in one way or the other. But six and three both had those. Um, what I think about kind of some of the bare bone entryways for WrestleMania's I think 3 is going to be my favorite. And it might be cheating a little bit because I'm I think I'm including the stadium like ambiance in my my ranking or my thought of it, especially during the daytime of that WrestleMania 3 show. When the lights come through the top of the dome and you could see all the people, and also the smaller stage, or not even a stage, a smaller entryway, made it seem so much more grand. We've, and we've, there's been bigger attended WrestleManias, despite what Meltzer says. Where, you know, the, the, the great match, and it's only seventy-eight thousand. You know, Shane Bresloff told me, or whatever his name was, told him, and the whole thing, and the Pope, and just you guys know what I'm talking about if you're a lapsed wrestling fan, and Meltzer, and the fight about how many people were actually at WrestleMania three, anyway. There's definitely been more people than that. But even at like the 100,000, 99,000 seat WrestleMania 32 in Dallas, it seemed like there was more people at the Silverdome because of that small entryway. And I'm not saying I prefer a small stage, especially for WrestleMania. I don't want them to go back to it. But the simplistic simplistic thing is fun. So let me know what you guys prefer. Do you prefer... The minimalist entry wage. you want a big grand thing for Wrestlemania uh, what do you what do you think so let me know uh, <clears throat> I mentioned a little bit earlier the Trump Plaza four and five so when I was a kid I never watched Mania four too much it was just I didn't really care about it but I did watch five and I always in my head thought that Wrestlemania four and Wrestlemania five had the same stage entryway area, but they don't. WrestleMania four has got the stairs and a little bit longer. Uh, they both have the big giant WrestleMania banners and everything around there. But I, as a kid, I definitely preferred five, but as an adult now four is, is so much cooler with the entryway and the steps. Uh, but of course, WrestleMania nine, I'd say this is the first elaborate WrestleMania stage. I think that's kind of a fun trivia thing. If you think about it, like, I think everyone's going to say, what's the first big WrestleMania entry stage area? And everyone's going to assume, oh, it was 17, you know, or, oh, it was uh, even 14, where they've kind of got the, the small tunnelway. But nine has got the outdoor. They built the Caesars Palace with the purple curtain and the, the Coliseum and all that stuff and the gold and it pops and they've got the giant screen above it. That to me, I mean, obviously that WrestleMania sucks, but th- just the visual of that show keeps it watchable for me. You know, like I'll often have old school wrestling on in the background and sometimes Peacock will autoplay from WrestleMania eight, which I watch a lot until WrestleMania nine. And I'll stick with it just because of the ambiance of that. It. And it's not because of the head versus the Steiner brothers for any reason. It's because of the, the yellow and the purple. And of course, Bobby Heenan and Jim Ross and Finkus Maximus and all the other stuff on there. Uh, I think we all have got a soft spot for that neon entryway at WrestleMania 8. Uh, I mentioned earlier, everyone says it's the new generation. But it's really the WrestleMania 8 one. That's That's how I think of it. I don't think of that as the new gen. I'm probably in the minority, but I think of that as the WrestleMania 8 entryway. And again, because it's the dome, during the day, it's so bright in there in the Hoosier Dome. In Indianapolis, that that's that makes it pop a little bit too, and again, it makes it feel more grand. It wasn't a fully sold out crowd, but and even there's not that many decks. I think there's two deck or just one deck when I think about it. Hoosier Dome. It makes it seem more grand. Uh, another one that I'm always torn on. So WrestleMania 10 has the short entryway with the X that opens and closes the door, which is always cool, but I'm always torn. With Madison Square Garden, do I prefer the short entryway, which happened there? Other MSG events over the years, the two thousand eight Royal Rumble, has got the short entryway. But the WrestleMania twenty, they switched it around where the hard cam was facing that entryway, and they had a tr- traditional ramp and stage s- setup for WrestleMania twenty. So I don't really know which one I prefer. I think. I prefer the short entryway because it's unique and different. Uh, but the entrances don't get the the pump and circumstance without, I mean, even with Macho Man Randy Savage, that, that you would think. So I think it's going to be a slight advantage to that because it's unique, but the, not getting the big grand entrances, which is also a thing to think about when thinking about these stages and these, and these entryways and all that. And then we kind of go into the the stinky era of WrestleMania entrances, 11, 12, and 13 all stink. <laughs> They're just this, the, it's, it just screams 90s. I don't even know what shape these things are. Uh, there's there's a lot of purple and it's like, I guess, a. it's not a square, not an octagon, maybe a hexagon of, of walking through and they've got to throw somebody a logo, nothing special about it. Um, it's, I don't know, it just screams 90s to me, and, and they all kind of had the same thing there. And I love 90s wrestling, don't get me wrong, but that's going to be kind of the meh era. Uh, WrestleMania 14 had the cool, it was cool at the time, kind of the circle scaffolding type of thing to walk through. And also what was cool about that, it wasn't a straight shot to the ring, it kind of wrapped around. So back into the, I think you can tell I'm a little biased towards the, the grand entryways. For, for wrestling, and it's pretty cool when they have to walk a few more steps to get there. Uh, I, <laughs> WrestleMania 15 had the. I always think of this one, the X5, I think it was in WrestleMania 2000's video game. I, yeah, it had to have been. And I always thought that was funny. People had to duck under it the WrestleMania X5 logo, just a big added scratch attitude logo. WrestleMania, nothing special. Yeah. They were trying, but not, nothing too crazy. Uh, 16 kind of had a little uh, stage Tron area, nothing too big. But 17, this is the start of the the grand spectacle stuff, right? Uh, I think it's got, it's, it's, when, you, when, you think, when you look back at it, it's not that great. It's got two big Trons up in the middle. And on the left and the right, WrestleMania and X7. It's just so massive and tall. It reaches like the third deck of the Astrodome we'll give them a, a pass because it's not even a pass we'll, we'll we'll understand that it was made for the time and at the time it was very impactful for me it's not my favorite uh i even think i prefer some of the older ones to this one but it, it, you gotta respect how how massive it is for that for the big arena i'm sorry for the big dome 18 had kind of a much bigger scaffold look <laughs> kind of crappy when you think about it but it had a lot of scaffolding, so it had that going for it, but nothing else too crazy. Uh, Nineteen, it was kind of weird because it was at a baseball stadium, and it had the like a bar graph almost of, of screens in a stage. Nothing too big there. Um, Twenty, as I mentioned, was at Madison Square Garden. They switched it. They switched around the entryway, and then twenty-one was the WrestleMania goes Hollywood. It was a red carpet type theme, which was pretty cool. Twenty two I liked a lot. If you've never been to the All State Arena in Chicago, it's a super tiny building. Like, and that's why I think wrestlers like it so much, is because no matter where you are in the arena, you have a great view. It's got a low ceiling. Crowds are always gonna be loud in it. But they fit quite a big ass number of uh of people I'm sorry, of screens in this in this tiny arena for WrestleMania twenty two. The just tons of leds and it's, it makes it look massive and that's another thing if you've never been to a wrestlemania when you first walk in you are overwhelmed by how cool the stage and the ring is for me personally i think it's cool when you walk in and see the ring that's one of the things i was looking forward to at a wrestling show but it looks way bigger on tv obviously but it's still cool but it's it's crazy how much how not less impressed I am, but how I'm like, wow, that's so much smaller than it looks on TV, right? These these things. And even when I look back, at shows I attended live. I was like, wow, that thing looks massive, and it's really not as big as I would have actually saw it in real life. Uh, and then 23 back to Detroit and back to the big stadium shows. Nothing too crazy with 23. And then 24 was the one in Orlando well, this was one where they really did it up because that stadium itself was kind of a dump. I think it was the Citrus Bowl at the time. And then the other big advantage they had was it was outdoors. So you could see the palm trees they built kind of swaying in the wind. All the pyro can go off. That's kind of cheating, including pyro on in this. But that that was a good one going down the line of these modern shows. Of the I guess it's not even modern. That it was in 2008. 24 was 2008, so it's definitely not... <laughs> it's been a while now. It's 2023 already here. But the some of these more modern ones that I liked a lot. I liked WrestleMania 27's giant kind of WrestleMania across the stage, across the entire entryway up in the air. That was pretty cool. 28, I liked the canopy with the palm trees, although people that were there live hated them because there was a lot of black views. Stage itself, nothing to write home about, just a giant screen with WrestleMania across the top 29 is one. I hear a lot where people love it. It's got like the entire Brooklyn bridge across. And I remember liking it being there live, but when you rewatch that WrestleMania, it's kind of hard to like really appreciate how massive it was because of how big it was. You can only see the whole thing in the wide shot. 30 was the the three X's WrestleMania 30, which was kind of cool. 31 was the San Jose Santa Clara. Again, the Santa Clara one, uh, I guess San Jose, whatever you want to call it, WrestleMania 31, it was pretty similar to 28, which is why I didn't like it. I mean, I didn't not it's just a little bit bigger than 28, so it was it was fine. Uh and then 32 in Dallas. I you know, but for both Dallas shows for 32 and last year's, I was kind of underwhelmed by them. They were cool, massive, no doubt. But I was a little bit underwhelmed by him. Um 34, probably gonna be one of my favorite ones they did. They did like the Mardi Gras theme with the uh just basically the Mardi I don't know like the I don't even know what you what you call it. Like the Mardi Gras logo, whatever in the purple thing was massive. Giant stage. That one I liked a lot. I like thirty four is a lot. That might be my favorite when we think about it. Thirty three with the giant theme park was awesome. That's that one is one where they went all out and it's got the world's longest ramp type of thing. And I could see that one being a lot of everyone's favorites and it was good, but I wasn't there. So I'm kind of cheating by not picking that one, but I really did like thirty fours a lot. Uh, 35s one. I was also disappointed by it's just a giant screen. And it, uh, I, I just feel like that's a l- easy way out. I'm sure it's not easy to build type of thing or easy to use. But for me, I'd prefer if it was more stuff on stage. You know, like more stuff like the 33 with the uh, with all the roller coasters and the world biggest thrill ride. And 34 had the, the Louisiana-themed stuff. So that's going to be my favorite one. So my favorite of the modern stages, WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans. My fa- favorite of the mid-tier? Is that what we're going to call it? Between let's say 90 or I'd say, you yeah, know, let's say 90 and 97, uh, excluding WrestleMania nine. Cause that's like its own category. I think I'd say the WrestleMania 10 short entrance one's my favorite one. And then the early ones, WrestleMania three with the, like the, the I guess it's like a, a tarp almost through the entry of a football tunnel. Um, but either way, every year look forward to the WrestleMania stages. I hope that, WWE continues to to make these big stages for everyone. For how much they're charging for WrestleMania tickets, they better. (laughs) And also, I also think I prefer outdoor manias. I know that the sound is better for indoors and and all that, but for outdoor, you just get so much more pyro. It feels so much more epic. I love the overhead shots, uh, all that stuff. And uh, let me know what your guys' thoughts Favorite WrestleMania stages are. What does it maybe something you'd like to see that they haven't done yet? Some you like looking back on. Does the stage even matter to you when you're going back to watch a show? But for me, it's it's important and it's fun and it's it makes it feel like a bigger event. Uh I they're I don't see them ever going back to a, a simplistic, just a small entryway to get more seats in there. They're always gonna want to have the big, big epic entryway and big epic stage and canopy for over the ring if needed for outdoors. But uh, I hope WD just keeps pushing at it and keeps pushing the envelope and getting more creative with it and building more stuff. I'm can't wait to see what they do in LA this year with the two nights. Um, and then next year it's going to be in Philly. Yeah, it's in Philadelphia. So that's going to be outdoors. So that'll be cool to see. Also, it's going to be, might be pretty cold in Philadelphia in April. We'll see, but, uh, looking forward to checking all those out. So just someone wanted to get this mini show out here for you guys to start your Friday to start your weekend and then you can dive into all the other podcasts you listen to like I do too. And uh, rather than going down the all the podcast buddies, I think for these mini shows we're gonna do one podcast. go definitely check these guys out for the week. And this week, I'm gonna go ahead and say there are they are podcast buddies, but this week, Check out the Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast at OVP Podcast. Just had a 300th episode a couple weeks ago, which is insane. They're switching up the the format a bit. Now they're just doing old wrestling canon, the 86 canon. They're in a wrestling 86 canon where Joe and Quinn look back at these amazing shows with amazing commentary. Go follow them at OVP Podcast. They've got an awesome Facebook group too, the Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast Facebook group. So go follow and listen to this weekend, the our vantage point retro wrestling podcast. They also have a Patreon which I subscribe to highly recommend that as well. Really appreciate everyone hanging out with us this week for this mini episode. Appreciate everybody in the Facebook group. Appreciate everybody on Twitter and appreciate everyone that's left reviews in the past few weeks. There's been a couple people that said we sucked and that's okay. That's allowed, (laughs) but there's been a few more that said they really like what we're doing. So, we're going to keep it up. I mentioned it's been about six years now doing this. And as long as I'm having fun and as long as there's at least one or two of you that still wants to listen to me and usually Eric talk about when we were weird young people <laughs> and talk about retro wrestling and talk about vintage 90s and 80s stuff that we did, we'll, we'll keep pumping out shows for you for free. So... Mm-hmm. Make sure you're subscribed to your favorite podcast app. Search Positively Processing Podcast. If you're not subscribed, go ahead. If you like us, tell a friend and share. That's how we've gained so many followers and fans and listeners over the years. And that's how I found other podcasts over the years. And that's how we keep it going and keep this fun podcast in community together. So thanks, everyone, for listening. And hopefully Eric will be back next week so we can have more fun and we can do a full show. Thanks, everyone, for listening. See you next week.